Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. This is our last episode from our trip down this summer to the CrossFit Games and this one features Tori Dyson with guest hosts Andy Asco and Paul Yonzer um, helping us out with it. Uh, we have a couple extras on this little extra in the beginning, just some really interesting insight into kind of CrossFit and getting better um, and then also a little bit of uh, excitement at the end after all the credits and whatnot. Uh, you may want to watch for one explicitive there but still enjoyable um, and kind of humorous at the end of all this but um, great episode fantastic competitor super interesting interview we really enjoyed it um, along with that please help us out uh, check us out on youtube subscribe we would really appreciate it we're working our way towards a thousand we've got a long way to go um, at the time of this release about 165 but we'd really appreciate that support there also if you're listening on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a review that also helps tremendously. Uh, this is when we really started getting things kicked off with Paragon, so if you want to check them out, ParagonFN.com. They're doing some incredible things, and as always, if you want to check out what they have to offer, you can get a 15% discount using uh, promo code CP. One five that'll get you 15% off at checkout. Uh, they just do amazing things with uh, the money going to help uh, first responders and other areas uh, to just make everything better. It's really quite impressive. So with that, we hope you enjoy the episode and check out all the extras. Even just like I thought, powerlifting had such a great community. I'm like, I love these guys. These are my best friends. And then. Yeah. Just like strangers, like, yeah, oh my god, we can talk training. There's no bitter rivalry. It's like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. it's that, it, all, it always gets accredited to the, uh, the fact that you can't really be good at CrossFit and have an ego. Like, you can try CrossFit and um, keep your ego and, like, oh, better than all this shit. But you're not going to get good at it because it's like, yeah, it kind of sucked this, but I'm not going to do it because it sucked. <laughs> but, you know, that's not what you do. Yeah, yeah no. You, you, you focus on your weakness, you, you accept them, and then you say, well, yeah, let's get better at them. Yeah, that's like, that was like the huge thing this year, is like to not be afraid of failure and like accept it and embrace it and know it's something to get better at. That's like the best part of the sport, is always something to get better at. So. That's cool. So I, like that. well. I think yeah. that can apply to anything too, not just CrossFit. Why do we always yeah. do this? Life. We should start the episode and then go. <laughs> <laughs> the we'll say this Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the next episode of Clinically Pressed in Paul Sheckelman's beautiful garage gym. We're here with Tori Dyson. Thank it's you for me. being here with us, Tori. Tori is 22 from Natick. Is it Natick? Natick. Natick, yes. Massachusetts. Uh, you train at CrossFit New England mm -hmm. um, alongside Katrin, David's daughter, under the watch of Dave, or Ben Bergeron and Harry Powie. Pronunciation yes. good. All right, so 2015. Uh, Tori and her team, Resilience, finished 12th at the East Regional. 
And last year in 2016, she competed with Team CrossFit Free, uh, where they placed fit, or they finished seventh in the East. And then this year, Tori competed individually in the East and placed eighth. Uh, been a gymnast now for 12 years, and you coach gymnastics, gymnastics and CrossFit. You got Man, it. Man, I butchered that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly all that homebrew coffee. <laughs> Not even. So to interject, yeah. before yeah. we start the episode, are you from Massachusetts? Yeah. How far from the vineyard? Um, I've never been to the vineyard, never but the vineyard? Um, if I drive, so I was actually in Falmouth during okay. the summer. It's about an hour drive, hour 20 minutes or so to Falmouth, and then you take a ferry over to the vineyard. My aunt has a house in, she, Chilmark is where she has her house, but we spent a lot of time in like Venemsha and Chilmark and Vineyard Haven a lot when we were younger. Oh, cool. Huh. That was my interjection. <laughs> all right, so we're going to start the episode now. You're the only one? No, I'll probably have one. Yeah. 15, yeah, 30, right. 45. Yeah. Take over the episode. So know. we were just talking about failure, and you said how that is important for your development as a CrossFit athlete. Yeah, um, so before this year, I just, um, I was really afraid of failure. Like, I would go in the gym and expect failure. And when I hit that point, it would be like a, I would storm out of the gym some days or like I get mad at my coach for no reason when it's my own fault or I put the blame on other people. But this year training, it's like totally 180. Like just learning from Kat and Ben, like the CFNE way we call it. Like it's just the mindset and the way we go about things. It's like failure is an opportunity. It's not something to fear. It's something to embrace, something you can get better at. Like... So what changed your mindset with that? Because I feel like that's a pretty big shift. Uh, yeah. Um, it took a while. Like, at first it was a lot of, like, um, just keep it in. We wear these um, white bracelets, actually. It's called Complaint Free. It says Complaint Free World. Um, the idea behind it is if you complain, you either snap it or you change wrists. Oh, we spoke. <laughs> um, you either snap it or change wrists. And it's just kind of like a, an awareness thing. Like, you're aware of complaining or aware of a bad attitude, something like that. You get rid of the negative energy slowly. So, I mean, it started with, like, like during workouts, I would just turn around and face the wall. And, like, so nobody could see that I was upset or, like, just you could read all over my face that I was visibly frustrated about something. I'm training with the fittest woman in the world. Like, I'm getting my butt whooped, you know? Like, of course you're going to get frustrated. But I learned, like... You just in, embrace those moments where you're learning from the best in the world. You're getting to train with the best in the world, and that's amazing. Not everyone gets to do that. No, so, not at all. That's just training with the best and embracing the embracing the suck. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, well, I think uh, that's a good transition. One of the things we all were or were wondering when, as soon as we heard you trained with her, is what have you learned? What what things have you picked up? Is it so much different than how you used to train? Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's much slower. Like, we used to go, like, intensity, intensity, intensity. Now we take our time. Now we go in, we take 30 minutes, we roll out, we do um, meditative breathing for 10 minutes, which sounds ridiculous, but it's so soothing, and it, um, it learned how to belly breathe. Not, no, normally people breathe through the through the lungs, but now I know how to breathe through my stomach, and not only does it help like, just meditatively, but it helps during workouts too. Because now I'm like, oh, 
I have more oxygen to take in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we go through that, and then we go through um, a long warm-up, but it doesn't, it gets us sweaty. It doesn't get us tired. Like, we, we want to make sure that we're ready for the rest of the day. Now, long warm-up, the longer the workout that we have later on in the day, the less of a warm-up we do. So if our workout is long, we have a short warm-up, and then vice versa if it's the other way around. And then, you, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, and then we do, like, uh, skill work, something like that, like gymnastics or um, just, like, random movement, like, specific things. Um, usually that's their weakness work. And then if we have lifting, we'll lift. And then if we have Metcon, we'll Metcon, midline, so on and so forth. So it's a lot, like it seems like it, but we kind of like spread it out, make sure we eat between, stuff like that. So So what's a training session last? Um, you should get there about 9.30. We're done by like 3.30 when the day's, when the day's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, again, but again, we spread things out, like yeah. we make sure we eat, we recover, we have time for nutrition, like super important to make sure that we don't starve ourselves the entire yeah. time. Mm -hmm. so. So in that uh, warm-up, you talked about, you know, you'll extend or shorten. Is it kind of the same movements and you're just putting more emphasis on just taking more time for them? Or do you kind of mix it up based on what you're going to do that day? Um, we do mix it up. It's not always the same thing. It is usually, we usually either bike or row or run or all three or ski erg. Um, but uh, the movements kind of change up depending on, like, if we haven't done heavy wall balls in a workout, in a while, we'll throw them in a warm up. If we haven't done kettlebell swings in a workout in a while, we'll throw them in the warm up. Like, just try and keep it always different and make sure we're hitting all movements so that we would just have the familiar full familiarity with it. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What else, what's it like to train with Katrin? So oh. you just mentioned like what your workout looks like, but like. Being right alongside her, it's got to push you. I know you kind of said that it's difficult to deal with. Yeah, I mean, we, but we get to... How often do you push her? No, we, we get to learn from each other, and that's like, that's like the best part. I mean, there's some things like gymnastics-wise that I've taught her, and there's other things where aerobic capacity-wise she's taught me, or like weightlifting. Like, she's huge on mindset, and... That's why, she, like, that's why I think personally she's had so much success is because of her mindset. She's just so much further along than so many other people. She's just so happy, so positive. We laugh all the time. It's just so much fun to train with her. It's just like a blast. We just have so much fun. Very cool. Yeah. It's got to be fun. What oh. are you doing it for, really, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it's not fun. Yeah, I know. You're not, you're not in it for the right reasons. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. So if you're at the gym for, what is that, six hours, five hours a day, how do you find time to still kind of do other things? I know it leaves a lot of time, but you still have time to prep for the gym, prep your meals, and make sure you're sleeping enough. How do you really focus on finding time for coaching gymnastics, mm -hmm. doing things you like to do aside from CrossFit? Yeah, I've tried really hard this year to kind of clear my plate, so I... Um, backed off of coaching gymnastics a little bit and took on a little bit more coaching at New England. But um, I don't coach until later on in the day. And then when I get home, it's probably about now, before I was coaching gymnastics, I wouldn't be out until 9 and then would get home until 9.40. So it would be, sleep would be tough. But um, now that I've 
kind of dialed back the gymnastics coaching a little bit. I'm able to get home by like 7 30 8 o'clock and get home shower and do whatever and then head to bed but um did it like food wise like I'm lucky enough to have a food sponsor so um paleo proud meals helped me out a lot not only that but yeah 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 I talked about how you'd like 40 pounds of beef a week or something like that yeah. as a sponsor I'll have to work on that Clinically press, huh? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Time to farm. Yeah. So what's it like? It. What's it like to train under Ben and Harry? Yeah. So, so um, Ben is actually Catherine's coach. So okay. um, he has his four athletes, and he sticks to it. Um, but when we are in a session together, if he has any like major takeaways for me, he'll always include me in the conversation, and he's never like at the end of every workout he debriefs the cat like. Where could we have gone? Where could we have? What could we have done better? Or um, you did this really well. Um, let's try this technique instead of this. Like all of that stuff. I'm just learning as I'm listening. Like he may be making eye contact with her, but I'm still sitting right there You're and learning so from it. it. Yeah. But um, Harry was the one that programmed for me from the open, like before the open into regionals, and he was just so great. Like. Took every weakness, made a game plan for every weakness to like just nail them every single day and make sure I was ready to go for each of the coming events. And super responsive, just making sure I was my mind was right, my body was right, all of that stuff. Yeah. Is that what takes a coach to the next level or sets the high level coaches apart is like being able to find those weaknesses and kind of find the ways to make that a strength or at least turn it into something where it's not holding you back or yeah well not only that but also like just seeing what your energy level is like if you walk in the gym bouncing around and happy you're like all right we're gonna hit it hard today or if you're down in the dumps and are barely moving and limping around the gym because you're so sore from the day before like all right we need to take it easy today but um that's that's big on a coach is making sure you know your athlete and knowing when to push and when to hold back and they're going to have those days where they're sore but some of those days you know that they're not sore enough where you can't push them to get through that day mm -hmm. yeah sure yeah. so specifically not to call you out but what were some of your weaknesses with with your background <laughs> as a gymnast just what did you come into crossfit kind of lacking with um, so it took me about a year before I figured out how to snatch. <laughs> um, now I got it done pretty well and I've worked a lot on weightlifting. Yeah. But a year, that's all I need. Yeah. right? But, um, there was like one day, I was working with, um, Brandon Peterson at the time. That was the programming I was following. And, um, there was like, I was working with him over the summer and one day I walked into, when I was on the team with Resilience, I walked in and I started snatching and they're like, they used to call me Midgey. Like, Midgey, what is that? Like, you're, you can snatch now. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just figured it out. Nice. <laughs> but I figured out where my hips are. Must but be yeah. nice. Hips. Um, think hips. Take, take this in right now. I just yeah, think exactly. don't die. I don't know. Keep arms straight. Don't let fall on head. Yeah. I mean, I, other than that, like the short people movements, the wall balls, the rowing. Um, and again, that whole mental side of it, that whole, like, being so afraid to fail and 
not want to, and then have it shut me down instead of being like, okay, let's attack it. This doesn't have to define you. Right, exactly. So that was, that was big. So I guess that, uh, one thing you said was being a short person, mm-hmm. you have some events that you're just not gifted at. Right. You have some things you have to work against. Does that really play into kind of your game plan for, say, an individual competition? How do you plan? Do you push yourself more on those events, less, and kind of save for the ones you're good at, and you can kind of... So it's funny. It's kind of the opposite, actually. So the going into the last event, somebody at, at regionals this year, somebody looked at me, and it was maybe somebody volunteering the event, and they were like, um, if you win this event, you're going to the CrossFit Games. And I was like... No pressure. Okay. No. <laughs> I was like, thank you, but I, I, but no, I'm not gonna. You. No, but I'm not gonna win this event. <laughs> I just knew I had an assault bike to start, and these girls are much bigger and much stronger than me on an assault bike, and I was totally okay with it because I was just having a blast. I was like, that was the main goal was to have a blast. But um, going into the bike, I had a game plan on the bike. No matter what everyone else was doing next to me, I knew uh, the first part. I need what wattage you need to be on the bike next part of the bike and then the last part of the bike broken into three sections and um that worked for me and I was able to get right off the bike and fly through the burpees and then I got a little caught up on the sandbag cleans but um every workout has a game strategy or a game plan and I just have to stick to it like there's a workout with wall balls too even that just stick to your sets no matter what's happening around you don't Mm -hmm. look at them yeah so what brought you to the individual side of competition from the team side um, I, so actually the behind the scenes video, Harry kind of explained the story, but I came to New England wanting to be on the team again. And, um, and that was that confidence thing. I wasn't, I didn't think I was ready. I didn't think I was ready to be an individual. I knew I wanted to do it because as a gymnast, you only compete individually mm-hmm. and that's where you're comfortable at. Cause you don't have the pressure of five other people. If you make a mistake, it's going to affect five other people. You know? So uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, and um, Ben was the one that looked at me, and he was like, we can get you there. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> but um, the real goal was actually 2018 to get to regionals, and to exceed that goal was, like, it was the best feeling in the world, seeing my name in that top 20 list. Dang. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on track for next year then? Are you going to set the bar then? And- well, I, I, have, I have the confidence now, but uh, there's still work to be done. The girls are getting stronger. They're getting better. Every year it's getting crazier, so she's got to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> um, with your I, – I don't mean to take all the questions, but I just have a few. Uh, so with your <laughs> gymnastics – Give them a Give them a <laughs> Yeah, I'll just uh, yeah. Michael Kyle, yeah. <laughs> with your gymnastics you background. What are some of the weaknesses that you typically see from amateurs? You know, maybe people starting CrossFit. Obviously, a lot of people don't have a gymnastics background. So, what are a lot of weaknesses that you sometimes see? And then maybe what are some things that people can do to better their gymnastics movements? Um, so, common things is I see people. Um, getting frustrated that they can't do something because they don't have the strength for it yet. So it's more important with gymnastics to build the pulling strength, to build the pushing strength, like using dumbbells or kettlebells, something like that. Like, you got to build the strength before you can do the movement. 
If you're just going to bash your head on the floor trying to do handstand push-ups, you're not getting better at the movement. You're just getting better at bashing your head on the floor. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Bad security for people like me. Yeah, the most important thing, though, is finding a program and sticking to it and making a progression and sticking to it. And um, knowing it's going to take a while, but be able to just be patient. But it's the whole, the whole entire sport of gymnastics is body awareness. If you don't know what your body's doing when you're laying on the floor, you're definitely not going to know it when you're upside down. Sure. <laughs> so. I think it's interesting we, oh. you bring that up. It's interesting you bring that up. I think uh, as coaches, at least as a powerlifting coach, and then hanging out with more weightlifters and uh, just people in the sports performance and barbell kind of focused sports, we look for gymnasts because of the kinesthetic awareness and just being aware of where you are in space and how to utilize your leverages and such. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of that. I just, I, thought, I think it's interesting <laughs> that you're aware of that. Yeah. I think I mean, so many people But aren't. I had to learn it backwards. So I knew what I was doing when it didn't come to a barbell. When it came to a barbell, like, it took me a very long time to know what my body was doing from the time the bar breaks the floor to the time it gets over mm -hmm. my head. So being able to have body awareness in weightlifting transfers over to gymnastics because you're like, oh, so when I start to pull on the bar for pull-ups and I'm starting to do butterfly, I gotta engage my lats. When I start to pull from the floor on a barbell, I gotta make sure my hamstrings are turned on. Like, it's just knowing the, the checklist of things. It's pretty much, it's just translate right over. You just get to find what checklist works for you, what cues. I don't know. You got I got my turn now. So we have gymnastics at the school I work at, and they are probably the most perpetually injured group <laughs> on campus. I mean, I'm not. I won't. It's. I feel like in the Division three realm, that's not entirely uncommon. Mm -hmm. um, but is Division, that even Division one, which I don't doubt. I've never yeah. been associated with it. In Division One, so I can't comment on it too much. But is that something you dealt with coming up through your career as a gymnast? Because I, it's the craziest injuries. Yeah. They're, I mean, the stuff are, and we joke sometimes because it's a Division Three institution that a lot of the athletes we get would, could have potentially been Division One, Division Two, but they broke enough in high school that they just weren't able to maintain. They're still a very good athlete, yeah. but because of an injury, maybe it's a football career or a gymnastics career that didn't go up there because their body just couldn't handle that load. Is that something you've dealt with or is, were you, I mean, the resiliency knock, to help you out? Knock or? on wood, I mean, I haven't had any serious injuries ever. So, I mean, I had, I, yeah. I had, um, like, I've had tendonitis, like, I've had it in my biceps, I've had it, I still have it in my knees, like, it just flares up whenever I do, like, too much squatting or too much pulling, like, I just have to make sure I even out my training schedule so it doesn't affect those things, but, um, yeah, I've been super lucky to not have any crazy. Probably says a lot about your technique, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm super careful to an extent I guess like if I'm in the middle of a workout and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and, mm -hmm. and even if something hurts but um recovery and rest and all that and that's where these guys come in Paragon uh they help me out a lot oh, shout out number two <laughs> what's your favorite what's your favorite Paragon so, I um religiously Paragon. take rapid build do you yeah which one's that 
That's the uh, creatine hydroxymethbutyrate. That is currently and it's in currently in the process of figuring its way to production. I was gonna say the R and D, the R and D phases, if we will. Yeah, the R and D phase. They're good, testing good. it. Yeah. And then not only that, but um, the protein construct. I, I mean, like I, both flavors, vanilla, yeah. vanilla and chocolate, both great. I haven't tried the triple berry yet. It's we let it run out. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't sound great, so yeah. Um, we work on the flavor and consistency. Yeah, but I do like the that. creatine. It's watermelon flavored, so Ooh. it's so good even by itself. And wow. I, sometimes I'll mix it with like my aminos. I'm big on mixing up BCAs, and mm -hmm. I always mix it with like cotton candy, or I mix it with like. Um, I've had peach lemonade with watermelon. So good. <laughs> I mix all sorts of flavors. <laughs> Just making cocktails. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loaded cocktails. <laughs> Fitness drinks. <laughs> so I guess that's a nice transition into, um, a lot of people look at how you guys train and, uh, they think how hard you guys train and how hard you push yourselves in the gym. But I think one thing that's overlooked so often with athletes at a high level is the work you put in outside the gym with recovery and nutrition and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, A, what is kind of your typical daily diet look like? And then B, outside of the gym, what do you do to be prepared for inside the gym aside from the nutrition? Yeah, so um, the nutrition stuff, I mean, my breakfast is usually the same every day. I'm, I, love, I love breakfast. <laughs> the amount of Snapchat stories I have of just my breakfast is unreal. But <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I do it every day. It's always gonna look like perfectly aligned and all that. No, but for real, it's bad. But I always do um, oatmeal with some kind of berries or banana, something like that, and then um, I'll put like. Um, either cinnamon or I found PB2, which is powdered peanut butter. And it has bananas. Uh, it has bananas in it. Wow. Like banana flavor. So good. Mm. And it's like the macros on it are incredible. It's great. <laughs> um, so that, and then um, I always do two egg whites and two eggs. And then Cat um, actually got me on broccoli slaw. It's mm. just like shaved up broccoli and just toss it in. And it's a couple, like, a couple extra grams of carbs. So good. And then, <laughs> and coffee. I'm a big, big coffee girl. What's so. your coffee of choice? Um, uh, Nitro cold brew from Starbucks is okay. my favorite. I don't do that religiously, though. I okay. just have, I just, we got a cure. I got to big coffee yeah. in the morning. But <laughs> when I, I feel like extra tired, and yeah. I need that yeah. extra little kick, we go to Starbucks. That one's on her stuff. <laughs> Starbucks, so you can send her the check later. Have you guys had nitro before? Oh, yeah. There's a there's a place in town called Collectivo. No, I just get you they have it on, I don't like you that much. Have it on tap. <laughs> good. Yeah. If you're looking for it. Yeah. There's a few that's hard to beat. What do you get? Gonna, no, gonna have to scope that really out. Like <laughs> Gets me wired. <laughs> I had a, what's that? Death Wish coffee. Have you ever had that yet? Mm -mm. It's like a ridiculous amount of caffeine per cup. <laughs> and it was the best thing I ever discovered. Awesome. I'm, I'm a caffeine junkie yeah. of the highest standards. Yes. Yep. Confirmed. The only one I've heard that beats me is Paul Shackleman, but. I heard he cut. Yeah, he cut, he cut it out. Apparently. So you not hold the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think just on the two and a half hour drive down here, I had two 16 ounce Red Bulls and. <laughs> oh my god. And a, a cold yeah, brew. Yeah, I remember he's like three. Cold packs. brew with espresso. 
on the two and a half hour drive. Pretty good. You're not sleeping tonight. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. And you didn't sleep well last night, so there you go. I never sleep well. Uh (laughs) Maybe it's caffeine. I don't know. Get this guy some night gains, would you? (laughs) We couldn't stop him from twitching. No. Okay, back on the... (laughs) And back on track. Let's cut all of that out. (laughs) So what's it going to take to get you into the games? What do you got to What you got to do? Um, a lot of like raw strength stuff. So like the stuff you're gonna see this year, the the yoke walk, farmers carry. Um, I'm decent handstand walk, so I don't have to worry about that. But um, just like the the random things they'll throw at you, the the biking. I guess now I have to work on biking. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like throwing the random movements you've seen throughout the years and just incorporating them into workouts. And I guess I gotta use a dumbbell more too. But um, dumbbells haven't really scared me that much. When I saw them in the open, I was like, okay, let's do it. And I saw it at regionals, I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I got really good at moving a 50 pound dumbbell. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> but um, yeah, just that and just stay happy, stay positive and keep grinding and know when to push and know when to pull back and that's the hardest part is like going so hard through training during the year especially this time of year it's like I feel like I'm doing nothing but mm-hmm. it's like your body needs this time right. don't burn out now for sure Go, uh, somebody told me that she's like it was Connor Nugent I don't know if you guys know him but yeah. he plays eighth actually in the male division in my region oh. and he's also coaches with me but um yeah just he's like don't burn out now just take take time off it's like your your central nervous system needs that time to just chill out we've dealt with that like we'll get done with the football season that's not what you wanted it to be and so everybody's first instinct is i gotta go work as hard as i possibly can right right now and you just can't like your body won't tolerate it to go through and they we've struggled to try and beat that into people's heads is you have to look at the whole year or else you're just, you're never going to get there. Right. So. Yeah. The fact that you can realize that is huge. Yeah. Big picture. Yeah. So like it's, you it's, said. It's they, scary, the realization though. It's, right. Oh, it's I, like, I, yeah, I can believe <laughs> it. Knowing when to push and knowing when like, all right, chill, you're good. Fine. Why can't I push all <laughs> I think <Yeah>. I can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you said like, and it's become obvious, they kind of just throw movements at you. Seems like that they think you're going to suck at, mm-hmm. you as athletes as a whole. Um, so one kind of question I had was, how much kind of chatter goes on behind the curtain or in your guys' gyms? Do you guys kind of speculate on what to expect and for regionals and the Open and the games? Um, that's the beauty of your sports, like the unknown and unknowable. But um, just knowing, like... On a random training day, if Ben throws something at us and it's something I've never tried before, just be open-minded. Just do it. Like, we did sledgehammers over the cape, in the cape, and I have no idea what I'm doing with this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, like kind of self-conscious about it, but you just got to do it. And uh, what was your original question? <laughs> uh, do you guys, how do you like, plan for the yeah, Oh, how do I plan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, Yeah. The biggest thing was Ben always talks about adversity and embracing the adversity and um, like if it's raining outside, go run outside. Like just 
go after something that scares you. Go after something that, go after an obstacle. Do something, Mm -hmm. do something crazy, you know, and not be afraid of it. Go at it full force. (laughs) Nice. That's good advice. Yeah. For anything. A lot of good, a lot of good life advice. (laughs) Ben Bergeron, that Ben Bergeron. (laughs) Any more? Get into the I questions. I need to know those kind of compressed ones. I asked them all last time. Go for it. <sighs> what is something that you believe that others may not? And it doesn't have to necessarily be fitness related. Um, so, I have this quote that plays over and over in my head all the time. And it's, how you do anything is how you do everything. How you carry, oh, yeah. How you carry yourself on a daily basis is how you carry yourself through your life. If... Um, that's in the gym and that's like, can I pick up the bar again or can I not? I could or I could not. But if I pick it up, that makes me a better athlete. If I don't, I'm giving up. It's the same thing if I'm like out on the street and there's a piece of trash right next to a trash can that somebody clearly tried to throw in the trash can and missed. Like, go pick it up and put it in the trash. How you do that is how you do everything. Just tells a lot about who you are as a person. I'm trying to do that with favorite. all the people at work. It, I use the standards that you walk by or the standards that you accept. Yeah. That's the one we use and trying to get them to be like, hey, that looks like hell. Maybe clean it up. Yeah. And it kind of works. <laughs> kind but, of. yeah, I'm working on it. You feel so much better about yourself, too. Like For just... sure. I try to do that when I walk the dog, pick up trash and some going around, <laughs> keep the neighborhood looking nice. <laughs> Doing your part. Yeah, it's good. And he's usually behind me, twenty feet, smelling something, so I can <laughs> I have the time to do you so. Need something to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any book recommendations? Um. So the first week I was working with Cat, she recommended um, the Champion's Mindset and or the Champion's Mind, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Aframo or something like that. It's a black cover, um, and it's just amazing it's the whole mindset is shifting from believing that you're nothing to believing that you can be something and just following that path sweet nice. yeah. i hadn't heard of it so that's good that was like two weeks into training i was like all right i know what i'm doing now <laughs> all right oh yeah and uh i haven't read it yet so i didn't want to say it but um ben just came out with a book called chasing excellence and um one of yeah him and one of my uh, good friends and co co-workers, um, Christine helped him write on that and also Kat wrote the forward and uh, they've wow. they spent so much time on this book and it's I've, from what I've heard so far and what I've read so far, it's incredible. It's just the whole story it paints the whole picture of just what it takes to to get to that level. Yeah. Wow. Two good ones to add to the list. Yep. Have you read uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck? Mm-mm, I haven't, but I have heard of it, and I need to get my hands on yeah, it. <laughs> it's a good one. one too, yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't know if she's done a TED Talk or not. She has. She has? It doesn't, it's not as good as the book. I don't right, know, but, but it gives good. you the baselines yep. of it. Yeah, sure. you, yeah, but it's always like, the, the book is always better than the movie. It is. So you yeah. gotta, you gotta yeah. read the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they get 20 I didn't know if that counted for TED Talks. Yeah, it did. Yep. Most influential fitness purchase or life purchase for under a hundred bucks? Um, so it's a toss up. Okay. So I have my jump rope, which is 
I know it sounds. The third time this week. <laughs> sounds great. ridiculous. No, it's not. not anymore. It, I know. <laughs> You're the third one. <laughs> this little, like oh, having yeah. going from I literally had what looked like a shoelace on a, a plastic piece of something, and then I have now this metal RPM rope that spins like no other. It's amazing. So. That's one thing, and I also got way. Yeah. I also <laughs> got way better at double unders, um, and the, also seems to be a trend. Yeah. Yeah, the Evo rope too that I've also tested it out. I haven't actually bought one, but it for triple unders. RX it's the Arc Smart Gary one. Um, those are great for triples because you can feel the rope. The rope is too thin; it's really hard to feel the triple. Mm -hmm. But if it's a little bit thicker, it's much hmm. easier. And then um, my gymnastics grips, like. Yeah, awesome. Everyone, at the yeah. amount of questions I get from athletes during the week, what do I do about my hands? Because my hands keep ripping, or like my grips suck and I don't use them, but I still rip. Um, I go with just the the trainer grips that I used to use when I was like little, little. Um, they're like ten bucks on Amazon, but um, for the bars basically. Okay. Yeah, it's just like two holes, one yep. strip piece of leather, and it's neon pink. Nice. And that's that's what I go with. Every time I'm I work, there. every time I work the little kids. <laughs> They always come over and they rip, so it's like a athletic trainer's tape version to okay. cover it and wrap around. It's like you really should just invest in these, like just yeah. do it. It'll save you so much time. Oh my god, yeah, that and some people just wear them wrong too. Like um, the grip is supposed to naturally, the extra slack is supposed to come on the top of the grip. Some people leave it on the bottom. Hmm. Um, the top is what holds you on at the bar. Think of it like a think of like a weightlifting strap. It'd be like wrap how you're supposed to wrap it wrap it around the bar and hold it as yeah. opposed to just like letting it hang, hang there it uh, doesn't do anything for you the whole point of it is to strap you in and hold you there sense. yeah <laughs> then just wear it on your wrist as decoration <laughs> like yeah, i do crossfit i'm gonna get grips yeah. and i'm still gonna rip no they're supposed to help but you. Look good getting ripped. <laughs> right exactly there you go <laughs> uh what information would you tell yourself if you were to go back let's say five years um, your former, former five year ago self yeah um the big the big thing was just confidence i had not very much confidence in myself and i really had no direction in where i was going and um i would tell myself to follow my heart and just i was in college i joined a sorority because i thought i should i was cheerleading at a d1 school because I thought it was cool. <laughs> that sounds really stupid. <laughs> but. <laughs> but for real, and then um, I was like working, and I was also a full-time student. I put so much on my plate just trying to figure out what I wanted, and I wanted none of it. And I started doing CrossFit um, following my freshman year, and I found where I was supposed to be again. And it just reconfirmed that like I was meant to be an athlete. Especially Do you feel going, like it's good to have done that stuff though to find out like oh maybe yeah you tried it and that's not who you are and now it re like reiterates that you've made the right choice yeah I mean growing up I was a gymnast I worked out four hours a day I'd go to school I'd have an hour I'd go to the gym and then I'd have from nine o'clock until whenever the heck my homework was done to go and then go to bed and then do it all over again <laughs> that was my schedule and I thought I hated it at the time but when I got ripped when I lost it I realized I missed it so. Mm -hmm. Coming back to CrossFit, or coming to CrossFit was like going back in that time. Cool. So. Nice. Yeah. 
So the last one, kind of our tagline is trying to make it complicated, simple. So we try to take these obscure, sometimes constructs and break it down. So in your world of expertise, how do you take something that is complicated and make it simple? Um, just work at it. I mean, just... <laughs> It's, oh, really, it's really, there's yeah. really nothing more there's than no that, shortcuts. but yeah, there's no shortcuts to success. You have to just work at it every single day until you get to where you want to be. And when you get to where you want to be, you're going to want to be somewhere else. So just always set new goals and keep achieving, keep chipping away the list. When you run out of those goals, make new ones. Cool. I like it. Yeah. In closing, where can people find you? Do you have any closing thoughts or... Um, Follow the journey. It's gonna yes. be a hell of a journey. Um, Instagram. I I have a Twitter. I don't use it, so not Twitter. But <laughs> we don't want to link it to our Instagram. That's the only reason <laughs> anything gets posted. What's yeah. your Instagram? Um, it's Tori Dyson with three ends. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Right. That's it. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. You're welcome. Appreciate Thanks it. for having me. Yeah. <laughs>